Birthing from the Inside Out is a place where we gather to talk about how pregnancy and birth transform us. I'm your host, Shannon Backus, certified birth doula and childbirth educator for over 10 years. I hope you'll grab a cup of coffee and join us for fun, gritty, and educational conversations all about birth. From detailed birth stories to insights from birth professionals and birth-related services, each episode will help you evaluate just how transformed by birth you've been from the inside out. Disclaimer, this podcast does not provide medical advice or diagnoses. All content is for educational purposes only. Seek the advice and recommendations of your medical practitioner. On today's episode, I'm joined by my guest, Dr. Lauren Jordan. Lauren is a chiropractor in Bloomington Normal, and she invites us into the transformational story of her first birth experience. Many unexpected events unfold in Lauren's story, and I hope you're encouraged by the perspective she shares about the inside-out transformation she has while giving birth at a local freestanding birth center. And I'm excited to share that I'll be releasing a bonus episode for the first time next Friday. During the recording of this podcast, Lauren was pregnant with their second baby. Along with her husband, Dean, they're going to share the nitty-gritty details of their second birth in this bonus episode. Spoiler alert, it's nothing like their first. If, if one single person in that room was not in that room, my birth would not have been successful. I honestly believe that. I truly needed everybody that was supposed to be there, there. And I'm so glad it worked out that way. We call it the dream team. Thanks for joining us on the Birthing from the Inside Out podcast today. You guys are in for a real treat. I'm joined by Dr. Lauren Jordan as she shares her birth story with us today. So welcome, Lauren. Hi, nice to be here. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about everything. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe just tell a little bit about our relationship to each other. For sure. Yeah. Um, So I'm Lauren Jordan. I'm a chiropractic physician. I'm a wife. I'm a mom of one, almost two. Any any day, any minute (laughs) will be number two. Yeah, I'm very passionate about the birth world. Um, I work mostly with pregnant pediatric patients um, in my practice. I own my practice, actually, getting into the business side of things. Jordan Spine and Rehab Center here in Bloomington, Illinois. So that's exciting. That's kind of fresh too. So that's, that's fun. But Shannon and I, we know each other because you were my doula for my first birth and my second coming soon. (laughs) Which we'll have you back on to kind of share your second birth story with us too, as a follow up to this podcast. It'll be fun to see the difference between the two for sure. And doula and client and all the, all of the things. All the things. And you've treated yeah. kiddos. Well, one, one of my kiddos you've treated. So, yes. well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your birth story? I can't wait. Yes. How much detail do you want? Do you want the whole, the whole shebang? You give as much detail as you think <laughs> these listeners will need. Okay. Okay. That's a good, yeah, that's a good premise. Okay. So I texted you at, I don't know, it was probably 7.45 or 8 o'clock in the morning and I was like, hey, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like 100% sure that I just lost my mucus plug. And I remember you had told me in the past that people would send pictures of, of their mucus plug. And I told you, I'm like, I'm not going to be that person. So I took a picture, but I did not send it to you. I just want it to be known. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, you know, you were like, Hey, you were super reassuring. You're like, that's great. Your body's doing the right things, but just hang tight. Like it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen super, super soon, but things are, things are happening. Cause I was 39 and one at that point. So I was like, okay, like, you know, we could have three weeks, who knows? So yeah. So my husband comes home from work around lunchtime, like 12 ish. And I was getting a little uncomfortable. I, I had already gone to Starbucks and Smoothie King and eaten a waffle, taken a nap, like the whole, <laughs> my, my normal, my normal day. And he comes home and he can tell I'm a little uncomfortable, but nothing crazy. And he's like, am I allowed to go back to work? Like, should I leave you? I'm like, oh my gosh, we have weeks. Like, there's no way to know. I'm fine. I'm just uncomfortable. I'm going to take another nap. He's like, okay. So he leaves. I go upstairs to bed um, just because my bed was way more comfortable than the couch. <laughs> and um, I think it was around 2.30, 2 or 2.30, same day, I texted him and I was like, yeah, you should probably come home from work. Like, I'm just, I'm getting rapidly more uncomfortable. I think you should, it's a Friday. Like, you might as well just come home anyway. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to wrap some stuff up here at work. I'll come home. You know, we'll watch a movie. We'll start a Harry Potter marathon. No big deal. I'm like, okay, great. So he comes home and by the time he comes home, I am, it's like three 30 and I'm on my hands and knees with my eyes closed in our bedroom, just like full on labor, but also full on denial. Like I, I for sure thought this was just pre-labor. I have weeks. I have so much time for activities. No worries. So he, he takes my words and not so much like my body for, for what's happening in that moment. And he like starts to fold laundry. And, <laughs> and then I do remember a moment distinctly where I just like open my eyes and I look at him and I'm like, I need you in here. And he's like, oh, like game face. Okay. So he, <laughs> he starts doing um, hip squeezes. I think that's when he might've called you, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. distinctly answering the phone. I don't know if you want to tell this part, but I remember distinctly like, oh, hey, Dean's calling. So always when a dad calls, I'm like, oh, okay, this is real now. So I answer and he's like really out of breath. I can tell he's really concerned. Hey, Shannon, um, Lauren is on the floor in the bedroom and she won't get up. And <laughs> yeah, she's breathing heavy and I'm having to do all these hip squeezes. That's there, but. Yeah, I don't see I don't really remember a whole lot of that because I think I had my headphones in at that point. I was trying to like hypnobirth my way out of this what I thought was still pre-labor. So he he's running, legitimately running through our house. Like he wasn't packed. It's because we thought we had weeks still, you know, no one goes early as a first-time mom and no one goes quickly as a first-time mom. That's what I had in my brain anyway. So he was packing a bag, throwing it down the stairs, getting a towel for the car somehow gets me down the stairs and then into the car and his mom came over picked up the dog like it was just a whole it was it was a whole thing meanwhile every single contraction I would pound on the floor and he would run back up and do a hip squeeze and wait for the contraction to be over and then run back down and it was just like he was he was ready like he just game face Mm. he's an athlete so he was just in in motion and it was awesome so I'm a client this time too, or a patient, I guess, of uh, the birth center here in Bloomington. Yeah. So we, he called the midwife right after he called you and oh. I believe he called you maybe two times. Cause I don't, well, maybe it was the first time, but you were like, I think you were planning to come to my house 
Yes. And then you were like, just kidding. No. Yes. (laughs) After that that conversation with him on the phone, I was like, you know, what it sounds like to me is that she's really in active labor. I think it's probably time to head to the birth center. And I said, okay, you know, do you want to stay at home in labor for a little bit? Or do you want me to come to the birth center? And he said, well, I think we're at home for a little bit. And then, you know, I was almost to Bloomington. And he calls back and says, actually, we're already going to the birth center. So meet (laughs) us at the birth center. So, oh my gosh, it's so funny to look back on how quickly things escalated. It wasn't funny at the time, but I'll get into that. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we, yeah, we got to the birth center at, gosh, it was like 4.15 PM, same day. And I remember just being in a lot of pain, trying to get out of the car it felt like everyone was making me move really quickly. I'm sure mm. I wasn't, but it felt like everyone was like, hey, do you mind just sprinting really quick? <laughs> um, and I did mind a lot. I was like, I can't move my body. <laughs> and then I laid on the bed and that's when I remember seeing your beautiful face walk in and you promptly caught my vomit. So I do mm. appreciate that. That's right. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then you had me do some some labor techniques like the sideline release and then I moved to the toilet and then I went into the bath and I did not leave that bathtub until he arrived mm-hmm. at I think it was 8 17 p.m mm-hmm. so it was a it was a pretty fast like from from when I knew things were picking up like two ish mm-hmm. to when he came out at 8 17 I mean it was just Things happened very, very quickly. And I remember distinctly many times, many, many times thinking this is too fast. There's something wrong. Like Mm. he's not okay. I'm not okay. Something's wrong. Like this is not how this is supposed to go. This is supposed to take 30 hours and I'm supposed to be 49 weeks pregnant. And and it's supposed to be this, this whole drawn out process. And I'm like, this is not, this is not okay. But I remember you comforting me so well in those moments you were like nope everything's fine and the midwife did a great job of Mm. you know checking on him while I was in labor and it was awesome I loved every single second of it and I can't wait to do it again Mm. I do distinctly remember that look on your face Lauren when I walked in the room of just this look of like oh my goodness something is really wrong and I could I could just read it on your face and so being able to kind of remind you like no this is all normal this is okay it's scary how fast your body is moving but this is all normal and you're safe and baby is safe I do distinctly remember those moments with you for sure I think that's something that isn't going to be washed away with my hormones ever it's just like that feeling of I mean, it was pure fear is what it was. Like, I felt like, like I knew, I trusted my body for sure. And I knew my body would know what to do, but I was like, but does my body know it's going so fast? Like, does it, <laughs> does it know that this is happening too quickly? You know? So mm-hmm. it was, it was so important to have you remind me that it was fine. <laughs> I think another thing too, really is that, you know, we, we listen to all of these podcasts or we read birth stories online You know, we hear all of this different information about, you know, quote unquote, how labor is supposed to go. And when we are in the midst of labor and our labor is not progressing either as quickly or in your case, you know, way too quickly for us. I think it is hard for us as women to wrap our brains around the fact that every body is different and that the way, you know, your labor starts or the way that your labor progresses is totally 
a you thing. It, you know, it's specific to you. And so I'm glad that you were able to, yeah, kind of get past past that fear and let your body do what it needs to do. In some cases, you know, women have this rush of adrenaline and labor tends to slow down. But I think your ability to let go of that fear and lean into the labor really helped to catapult your labor and to, yeah, bring bring your sweet baby into your arms. I agree. And I think it's hard even like going into my second labor um, here, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later, it's hard to even like, Hey, what is, what is the first sign of labor this time? Like it was my mucus plug with my son. Like, mm-hmm. is it going to be the same? Probably not. You know, when is my water going to break? Is it going to break when I'm pushing this time? Or is it going to be much earlier? Like, it's just speaking of my water breaking. I remember when I was pushing, cause I believe I pushed. Oh gosh. I don't remember how long I felt like not very long, but then mm-hmm. I think you told me it was an hour and a half. And I was like, wow, that didn't really feel like an hour and a half. I remember my water broke when I was pushing and it was like very close to him coming out in, in timeline. And I thought I had pooped myself like all over. I was like, there's definitely poop in this bathtub. And I came out of like that, (laughs) that internal state that I was trying to stay in. And I was like, what was that? (laughs) And I, I don't remember if it was you or the nurse or D- someone said it was your water. And I'm like, okay, good. And then I went right back into it. It just changes so much, like, you know, baby to baby and labor to labor and mm-hmm. person to person. Could you share with us how you feel like that birth transformed you? Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't know how it didn't transform me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. I, I think I'm a better clinician. I think I'm a better physician. I think I'm better I think I'm a better friend. I think I'm a better wife. <laughs> I'm a mom for the first time. So I can't really say I'm a better mom, but I think <laughs> I think I um I'm definitely softer. Like everything about me is softer, I would say. Like I emotionally, empathetically, I think my husband and I's relationship is on a different level. Priorities are different. Everything. Everything mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. Have you enjoyed listening to Birthing from the Inside Out podcast? By now, we all know about the algorithm. By leaving your ratings and reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, you'll help other people just like you find the show. Birth transforms us all from the inside out. So by simply following, rating, and reviewing, you'll be helping other families have positive transformational experiences as they carry these stories into their births. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Whether it's your first baby or your last baby, you never want to forget the adventure of bringing your child Earthside. Birth video and photos by Ilea Productions will forever capture your unique birth story. Don't let those special moments slip away. With Ilea's skills and expertise, she can capture every little detail from the first cry of your newborn to the laughter and love shared between family members. You deserve to have these memories preserved in the best way possible, and that's where Ilea comes in. So why wait? Ilea has over 10 years of experience in content creation and storytelling, and she's deeply passionate about helping women to tell their birth stories, complete with every beautiful, powerful, and courageous moment. Visit ileaproductions.com for more information about packages and pricing 
Use my promo code TRANSFORMATION for 10% off. That's A-I-L-E-E-A-H productions.com. When you think about your labor and the hard parts of your labor, maybe that was the fear of, oh my goodness, things are moving so fast. Or, you know, when your water broke and you weren't really prepared for that sensation. When you think about the hard moments of your labor, what pulled you through or what inspired you through those transformational moments? Oof. Yeah, that is, that's a really good question. I think that I had a, I had a visualization, actually I had a couple of them from the hypnobirthing book that I listened to on Audible. I should refresh them because I actually don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something with water and it was like every single wave or contraction, like you go deeper into the relaxing state. Hmm. And then a flower opening was another one that I used like for my lady bits. <laughs> I was trying to like imagine opening and letting go and gosh. And then you guys, like my support team, I truly... If, if one single person in that room was not in that room, my birth would not have been successful. I honestly believe that. I don't know what would have happened, but it wouldn't have been good. Like, I just, I don't think I would like my birth experience as much as I did if you weren't there or if my husband wasn't there or if that nurse or if that specific midwife, like, I just, I truly, I truly needed everybody that was supposed to be there, there. And I'm so glad it worked out that way. We call it the dream team. <laughs> and my husband and I talk about the, the labor with him in the birth. Well, hopefully we will recreate that for your, your upcoming labor here. That would be Gosh, cool. I hope so. I hope so. We kind of talked a little bit about how the transformation affects your life now. I don't know if there's anything else you would want to add to that. Like what I notice most, I would say like in my day-to-day, -day, like especially when I'm working, is just the way that I can be relating to my patients on just a totally new level. Like I, I was trained in all of these things, but to have experienced it, is an absolutely different world. So it gives you more empathy and compassion as you're coming to serve these women and families for sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then also like to comfort fears of, you know, some other, some other patients of mine, they're worried about being birth center patients and getting transferred. And I didn't share that part of my story just yet, but um, I was actually, I was one of those patients that my son came out beautifully. It was just like the best birth I could have ever dreamt of. And then I, I'm, I'm putting this in quotations, but I know you can't see me. I hemorrhaged postpartum. <laughs> I know, you know, that I'm doing that Shannon, cause you've mm -hmm. seen me talking about this a lot, but <laughs> I, um, I bled like a little bit too much. So I had to go to the hospital after he was born, which I'm very thankful. Nothing obviously was going on with him. Let's talk about that hemorrhaging experience. So you were in the tub you had your baby, your baby snuggled on your chest. And so can you talk about maybe what those next moments looked like, you know, as, as we helped you get out of the tub and into the bed? So my son was then handed to my husband to get me out of the bathtub. I do remember laying in the bed and then I had to deliver the placenta, which was like not the most comfortable experience. And I had read that and heard that, but I thought to myself, it doesn't have bones. Like, how can that be uncomfortable? compared to what just came out. But it, yeah, it, it was pretty uncomfortable. I remember the midwife having to reach internally to get blood clots out. And that was also more uncomfortable than having my baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I remember you made me a peanut butter bagel and tea. And that was so good. It was like the best thing I've ever eaten to date. So good. So I was just eating my bagel and drinking some tea. And then I kept hearing that 
I was losing too much blood. I was hemorrhaging. And I'm like, I feel fine. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel like I could run through this freaking wall right now. And in fact, I will, if you want me to, like, I feel so good. Yeah. So they gave me Pitocin in my thigh, I believe. And then you'll have to help me on the next parts. I don't remember exact. I think it was, was it the what up TXA or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. After so that? then did they give you Cytotec orally or rectally? Maybe both. I think it was orally. Mm-hmm. And yep. then, yeah, then they utilized TXA. And I think at that point, you know, your midwife was like, we have done everything that we can do here. You're continuing to bleed. You've already lost a good amount of blood. Um, the next step then in our protocol is to transfer you to the hospital. Yeah. Which was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand in hindsight, I now know that I was managed absolutely perfectly at the birth center. And I wish I would have advocated to stay a little bit longer to just be monitored for a moment because that midwife, I mean, she just handled me like a freaking champ mm-hmm. and she like, she did it. She did take care of the hemorrhage. It just didn't have enough time, I think, to like set in. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, so I was transferred. I do remember not being able to put on pants and I was a little bit bummed about that <laughs> for whatever reason. I was like, <laughs> I was embarrassed about not being able to put on pants, but I don't know. And then the EMTs came very quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, they're like right across the street from the birth center and they were jokesters. Like we were just having a good old time in the, <laughs> in the ambulance, which I, and I recently found out that you stayed back and helped my husband put <laughs> like a diaper and clothes on my son for the first time. Cause he's literally never done that in his whole life. So Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. We got them all (laughs) dressed and put into the car seat and then the car seat put into the vehicle. And yeah, then Dean and I drove over separately to meet you at the hospital. And it was still COVID. Like it was like really Mm -hmm. COVID time. So I, I do remember saying like, I'm not going to go if, if Shannon can't come, like you're my support person, obviously my husband and my baby, like everyone needs to be there or I'm not going to (laughs) go. So Everyone was allowed, thank goodness. And then they, at the hospital, they put me in like the wrong room or something. And then at the hospital, they just, they did my repair and then they gave me Tylenol and they kept pressing on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was it. So my, again, my midwife handled it and I wish I would have just, you know, been given a little bit more time, but I do understand at the time their protocol. Yeah. And I think that that is such an integral part of your birth story too. you know, lessons maybe that you learned that will carry into your next birth. You know, if you are stable and baby is stable and everyone is healthy, you know, asking for a little bit more time is never a bad idea. You know, obviously if you were completely bleeding out, <laughs> that would be a different story, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I know I'm, I'm literally bleeding out, but can I have another, you know, hour and a half or two hours? That that probably is not a practical idea. <laughs> but, you know, if you are stable and baby is stable, just asking for more time, that's never a bad idea. Thanks for Definitely. sharing that. I know, uh, you know, the hard parts of labor are not always easy to talk about. So I appreciate that you were willing to share, you know, that difficult experience with us. So Oh yeah. No, it's no. And like I said, I think it gives me an interesting perspective, like talking to patients and things too, because that's like number one fear of patients of the birth center, I feel like is getting transferred. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the process was, was seamless on my end. I just got wheeled around everywhere and I was on, I was in an ambulance and hanging out with the EMTs and, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't anything um, dramatic in my case. I can see how it would be frightening if it was. But I'm thankful that it wasn't. And yeah, like you said, I think it gives me 
more power going into the next birth of like a fresh viewpoint of things to advocate for for myself. Lauren, could you share with us one thing that you loved about your birth? I know it might be hard to contain it to one thing, but what's one primary memory that comes to mind that you absolutely loved about your birth? (laughs) Oh, that's hard. Can I, can I have two? Sure. Yes. Okay. I have physically one where like I was 10 out of 10 pain, definitely not going to be able to push this baby out of my bit. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I get into the bathtub, manageable six. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is what they were talking about. The natural epidural, like that's just, that's not a hoax. That's a real thing. So I was very pleased with that, that, that sensation of like, oh, I can, I can manage this. That was definitely physically number one. And then, um, like emotionally, I would say, (laughs) I remember (laughs) it's it's so, it's so stupid to say it, but I'm just going to tell you my first physiologic push. It's like my body just starts pushing the baby out. I remember my husband, he was on my left, you were on my right. And I was in the tub, like I said, and he, he was like, oh, wow, that was a good one. You're an athlete. And for whatever reason, (laughs) that has just stuck with me Mm. for maybe for the rest of my life. Cause like, it was just such a genuine thing that he said, it wasn't like, you know, you are woman and you're powerful and it was just, you're an athlete. And that just, it helped me so much in those moments. What is one thing that you wish you knew or that you want expectant families to know before they give birth to their babies? Something I wish I knew, the possibility of a fast labor, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I just, I felt like everything I was reading, everything I was told was like, you are going to have the longest labor of anybody you've ever heard. <laughs> like, and it's I think be... you probably were hearing that from all sides. I know you probably heard that from me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Expect to be in labor for 48 hours. When you lose your mucus plug, you'll probably have two more weeks. You know, all right. the typical standard things that first time mamas deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's at no fault of anybody. It's because that's the norm. But I just, I wish it was more like, but you could also have like a freakishly fast mm-hmm. labor in which case we'll do this, this, and this, and it'll be okay. You know, like that kind of thing. So I think that's something I wish I would have considered because I, I truly, it didn't even cross my mind. And something I want everybody to know is the power of water <laughs> in labor. And like, you know, like I just said, the bath was just an unbelievable relief of, of any pain that I had. And truly looking back on my experience, I wouldn't even describe it as painful. I would, I would say it's more transformational and more intense than pain, but there was definitely pain involved before the water for sure. I I do love that the, you know, water is considered the midwife's epidural, whether you're in the shower and using the shower head on your back or on your belly or just submerging yourself in water. You know, those are all great options for therapeutic, you know, trying to get some of that natural pain relief. So I'm glad that that worked so well for you. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. me too. I'm excited to utilize it. Round two. That's right. Was there anything else, Lauren, that you prepared to share with us today that maybe I haven't asked you about or just anything that's on your mind? You know, people ask me all the time in my office and things like, what did you do to prepare? Mm -hmm. What did you read? Like, what did you listen to? Things like that. And then actually, before I moved to central Illinois, we lived in the St. Louis area. And my OB at the time, she is 
phenomenal by the way but she um she texted me after I had my son and she's like what like what did you do for education because I have a lot of patients I want to do natural and like clearly it worked for you so so what is it so with that I I truly like I'm not a person that meditates I don't I don't do any like yoga I probably should but I don't I don't do that kind of stuff but I truly found a lot of value in the hypnobirthing And I don't remember if it was a patient of mine that told me about it or someone told me about it when I was pregnant with my son, but it has, it has helped so much just getting my mind right for labor and kind of what to expect, where my mind will probably go and how to reel it back in. So I highly recommend, even if you're not a meditative type person like me. I do think that 90% of labor is the, you know, the mental state right of the mom so if she doesn't believe she can do it or she doesn't have the right tools to recognize the signposts of normal and not normal in labor you know it it makes the the physical aspects of labor so much harder you know you start to get into that cycle of of fear and then tension and that increases your pain which causes more fear so I'm glad that that tool worked really well for you Lauren and I know that you are anticipating using that again in this birth and yeah, just utilizing all the different comfort measures that you did so well in your first birth with. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I loved it. And then um, something else I tell my patients too is like visualize the entire process, like walk through it in your brain, specifically exactly how you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Like even if it doesn't happen that way, I know it won't and that's okay. And it probably will never go exactly the way you picture it. But And I've gotten in some pretty heated arguments actually with some friends that are like, oh gosh, you can't plan a birth and you just, you just don't know. And it's like, yeah, but I do know me and I do know what I want and I do know how I want to feel. So those are all my concretes. And that's, that's how I walk through how I want everything to play out. Well, I am so looking forward to laboring with you again, Lauren, and just getting to spend that really great intimate time with you and Dean and getting to just see you become a mom again and the transformation that that your upcoming birth story is going to be in your life too. So we will definitely have you back on to talk about, you know, this birth and how it has transformed you. And I just can't wait for that. So thanks for joining us today, Lauren. I love how powerful stories are in our lives, how much they can change a person how our stories tell others about who we are and where we are headed. And not just how much those stories can change us, but also change the trajectory of our lives. Thank you for spending time in your day to dive deep into stories of how birth has transformed all of us from the inside out.